The Super Speedway Podcast is a Dream Bigger Media production. For news, photos, show notes, and information about advertising on the podcast, visit www.thesuperspeedway.com. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Super Speedway. Welcome to episode 139 of the Super Speedway Podcast, recorded February 6th, 2020. I'm your host, Eric Young. And I am joined, as always, by my co-host, James Cush. James, how's it going? Good, man. How are you doing? Good, good. It's, uh, it's, it's been... race season. Well, we've done back-to-back pods for the first time in a <laughs> long time since uh, since the end of the season. So I know. we are uh, the, we, As we were talking before the podcast, we are starting to get into the groove. We are not there yet. We are still a, a jumbled mess. But yeah, <laughs> jumbled mess. We, we are trying. The we best are, we way. Are a, we are laboring best way to describe it jumbled mess. And hopefully, hopefully we'll get our groove. We get to get some practice this week with a little bit of race discussion and uh, we get to break down a race next week, sort of. And then, uh, then we get to continue in our jumbled mess and try like idiots to predict what's going to happen this season and fail miserably. Yeah. Our awful, I called them our awful yearly predictions, which (laughs) I feel like I, I, had a pretty good batting average last year better than i you know usual but still it's not great it's never great i would actually go so far as to consider myself an expert in this sport i mean not because i work in it or anything like that but just because i've been watching a long time i understand the trends i feel like i can be from a fan standpoint i think i could consider myself an expert and uh, i suck at predicting (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, we're yeah, we're both terrible at predictions and fantasy. We yeah. have no idea what we're doing, yeah. and it's it's uh, alarming, yep. to say the least. Yeah, but one, here we are. One hour ago, James Haulers were pulling in Daytona. Ah, yes, good. Yes, good. It's that time. It's that time. Uh, with that, we've got a little bit of news this week. You know, we only had a week in between, so we don't have like an entire show's worth of news this time. And hey, maybe we'll even be a little short tonight. That wouldn't be bad. We, I, we say that every episode and then we're in the micropod. Yeah, the yeah. micropod is a, is a far fetched dream. Yeah it's, yeah, it's a mirage. It's never actually happened. Yeah, it's always on the horizon, but never there. Yeah, um, actually, I've done it. I've done short episodes before. It's just usually when you're not around. So obviously yeah, you're no. the problem. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to disagree. Uh, all right. So NASCAR inducted their 2020 Hall of Fame class. Uh, James says the Joe Gibbs Racing Edition. Uh, Joe Gibbs, Tony Stewart, Bobby Labonte, Buddy Baker, and Waddell Wilson were inducted into the Hall of Fame. Um, Stewart had a good speech. I got to listen to his speech. Um, I'm sure. Do you have any takeaways from it, James? I'm sure you listened I to it. Loved his speech, and I really, <laughs> really enjoyed him thanking all of his girlfriends. Yes, along that was the- great. That was- yeah, that's total Tony Stewart moment. It was beautiful. If I had well any time in my life, I would have pulled some audio from Stewart's speech because it was excellent. Um, I think I heard Joe Gibbs as well, and I, I, those are the only two I heard, I believe. I, I didn't hear yeah. Ronnie's. Yeah, I watched uh, Terry kind of introduced Bobby, which was cool. The brothers, and now both Hall of Famers, which is which is an awesome deal that both Labonte brothers are are Hall of Famers. I mean, I can remember one of my earliest nascar memories is bobby winning a race while terry won the 90 uh the 96 championship so um yeah i mean those guys you know the labani brothers are were legends in the 90s you know as far as we were concerned as fans so that was cool to see that right and then, uh, you know i called it the joe gibbs racing edition in the show notes because you know stewart and labani 
they really built the empire that is Joe Gibbs Racing. That that uh, you know that Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin and such are they're reaping the rewards of Joe Gibbs Racing based off of you know the success of Stewart and Labonte. They really were the the pioneers of that team. Right. Which is kind of cool. They all went in together, and at that in that sense, you know, yeah, really, pretty neat how that fell. Um, I did, I did get to hear. I don't think I heard the whole speech, but I heard some of Wada Wilson's speech too, um, where he admitted to have never being caught cheating, <laughs> or yeah. or having an, a, a getting caught for cheating in, with the motor or something like that. It was a pretty good line. It was, it was good. Yeah, that's good. And they were, I, w- I know they were trying to figure out on Sirius whether he was being sincere, or if he if it was a tongue in cheek answer. It sounded pretty tongue in cheek to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't it's think a great class. Th- this is a great class, and and we'll we'll get into it here in a minute. But the last class of five that we're yes. gonna have in the foreseeable future, but uh, a, a really good class. I mean, Buddy Baker. Um, for those NASCAR fans who kind of came along in the era that Eric and I have, right? Um, for a long time, Buddy was the voice of NASCAR. He was one of those guys. Yep. He was uh, he was a Mike Joy type, or you know maybe a Daryl Waltrip is more. You know, he was Daryl Waltrip before Daryl Waltrip. You know, right. he was he was that driver who brought the expertise. And, uh, you know, I can if you, uh, you know, close your eyes and envision an old race from the 90s or, you know, early 2000s, you can almost hear Buddy Baker a, a little bit. And you know, that's that's kind of my memories of Buddy. Not so much as a driver, a great driver in his own right. Um, Daytona 500 champion, Southern 500 champion, uh, Coke 600 champion, too. So. Uh, he was no slouch in that aspect, but I remember him as the as the broadcaster. Yeah, most of mine is uh, is also along the lines of the broadcaster, and yeah, I mean, if I heard his voice right now, it just it just sound like home, basically, you know. Yeah. Grew up yeah. listening to him on a lot of races, seeing him on a lot of TV broadcasts, and you know, was a big part of that. I think TNN and CBS. I think he did work with. I can't remember exactly, but. Yeah. Um, back in the day when you had to check the TV guide every week to know what channel the race was on. So, um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, yeah. He was, uh, yeah, I remember the old TNN motorsports mm-hmm. days and CBS, you yep. know, way, way, way back when, before the big money from Fox and NBC and all that came in ESPN back when um, TNN was the Nashville network. Do you remember when he had his Sirius XM show? I still, I was in college and I relentlessly listened to Sirius XM NASCAR radio and he was always on the afternoon drive show. See, when I listened uh, to NASCAR radio, I, mu- I must have missed that era because I listened to it when it was still XM and yeah. then I stopped subscribing to Siri- or to XM right before Sirius bought, um, I think, well, NASCAR switched to Sirius is what happened. The NASCAR yeah. channel went to Sirius, and they were still separate companies at that time. And I didn't have a serious, serious uh, receiver. I wasn't buying a new receiver. I was poor, so I just gave up satellite radio because I mean <laughs> that was ninety percent of what I listened to was right. was NASCAR. Yeah. So and then I came back when I got my new car a few years ago. So it's been there was a big chunk of time there that I had nothing to do with, uh, yeah. with Sirius. Yeah, no, I, yeah, he was uh, he was probably one of my favorite shows on there because he they came on right after Mike and Pete nice. in the mornings, and then he had that, and he was on in between them and Moody. That was his spot, his spot. I think him and the Postman, okay, him and Steve Post. So that was a that was a good time back in. Uh, <laughs> my God, that was almost ten years ago. Now that I'm thinking about it, <laughs> it's Jeez, crazy, though. isn't it? I, holy smokes! Well, I you remember... know what's crazy is like somebody will say something like, or I'll see something, some highlights from like. 2007 and i'm like oh that wasn't that long ago and it's like holy crap that was a long yeah, time ago approaching 15 years ago yeah I know. 
Yeah, yeah. I can't believe we're having a Hall of Fame discussion and not spending more time on smoke. Yeah, I know. I, I think my you're, favorite driver. I think but you're trying to knows. avoid it out of respect or, or like maybe, maybe not respect, but just not trying to to gush too much. Yeah, but he was that. <laughs> yeah, I guess he was the highlighted drive. You know, he was the main. What what would you call it? He he was the. I mean, he was the last speaker, so he right. was kind of like the featured. He's the driver. headliner. Yeah, the headliner. There you go. So um, everybody knows my everybody knows my uh, smoke fandom it holds no bounds. So well, that's, you know that's one of the things we we've, we've talked about Tony quite a bit on this podcast, and I think you know I'm not the fan that you are, but I was a fan of Tony Stewart. I I was a fan of Tony when he started driving, um, in the in NASCAR anyway, and. You know, I think you and I both share a, a very mutual respect of him, and we've talked about in this podcast that, you oh, know, plenty, yeah. Tony is Tony's our modern day AJ Foyt. I mean, he is good in everything. Yeah, and and maybe not the best NASCAR driver ever, and and maybe not even I don't know, I don't know where he'd rank in the in the top ten or whatever. I've in got NASCAR. Him, yeah, I've got him in that. That's going to be a good podcast. Maybe that's an off week podcast yeah. this summer or something. But I've I've still got him in the top ten, and I think uh, I think there's one driver driving right now who could pass him. Uh, he doesn't need to be named. We are we all know who he is. <laughs> he's coming. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, I got him like around seventh or eighth all time. Yeah. Um, I'd know. have to sit down actually with a list of names and, and decide where he'd fall, but I can't imagine him being outside the top 10. I mean, he's got the three championships, which yeah, is it, exactly. uh, that pushes him over the edge a little bit. And, you know, I've said this on the podcast before and I'll just say it one more time. He won titles in the Jimmy Johnson era. Yeah. And that's, that is more than most, you know, <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> he got he got two titles while battling Jimmy Johnson. And now Kyle Busch, you know, Kyle Busch got one when Jimmy Johnson was still, you know, still Jimmy Johnson. And now as as Jimmy's kind of tailed off towards the end, Kyle Busch got another one. So that's, you know, that that goes into Kyle Busch's resume, too. Yep. You know, he's had to earn those titles as well. So, yeah, I would uh, say if you look at Tony from just a strictly NASCAR standpoint, he's a top 10, you know, greatest driver. Um, again, I don't have the names, all the names in front of me, so maybe I'd rank him further, but I, I don't think I'd rank him outside he's the top there. 10. Yeah, he's there. Yeah. He's, he's in there. But, I, he's, he's in there. Yeah. I mean, even not race wins. I mean, just the three championships does that. Um, but if you, if you factor in all of his motorsports experience, then he ranks higher, a lot higher. I mean, then he ranks yeah. probably top IRL, five. I mean, yeah. IRL champion. Um, you know, he, the, the thing that misses that he misses on his resume and it's always going to, it's always going to be kind of a, I don't know if it's a black eye. He's had a lot of success at Indianapolis and Daytona, but he doesn't have the marquee wins. He doesn't have the Indy 500 and the Daytona 500. And I think those two, uh, those two trophies not being in his, um, in his trophy case are, are trophies that he desperately wanted. And I feel like he needed See, to to put him over just a little bit more to get in that AJ Foyt territory a little bit. Here's but he's, my, he's not far off. Here's my standpoint on that though: is those trophies are trophies that make a career if you don't have the championship as well. Sure, yeah. But when I you when you have that. the championship, especially in multiple series, that ranks above and beyond those. I mean, Dale Earnhardt's still arguably top three best driver ever without a Daytona 500 win. Sure. You know, yeah. I mean, so seven time, and he's still a seven time champion. Right. So, I mean, it's yes, that's a big, you know, big empty space. And as a Tony Stewart fan, it's a huge empty space for Tony. I'm sure it's a huge empty space. But right. in the grand scheme of things now, I mean, you 
if you're missing that stuff and you don't have the championship, then yeah, that's yeah. that's a big big strike. But if you've got the championships to back it up, especially multiple championships in the Cup Series, yeah. it, those trophies in the grand scheme of things don't mean anything. Yeah, and I think too, if you if you cut his career into to, into a pie, I think he achieved about eighty to eighty five percent of what his maximum would have been. Yeah, you get a couple of you get those two trophies, and now you're pushing ninety five percent. Right. You know, that's that's where I, I think he those you know they're they're small chunk of the pie but they make they do make up a piece well then you also have the thing with Tony too that if he would have concentrated his entire career on one sport he would have yeah would have been a lot greater in that particular sport but the fact that he spread himself around in the sports that he did and right. still is as great as he's been in those sports that says a lot too well yeah and you think of of him winning world of outlaws races right. you know, that's not that's not easy to do and and he very well could have been a full-time world of outlaws driver and yep. maybe been a steve kinzer yep. and you know but he decided to kind of you know dabble his way up the ranks and then when he finally got to the cup series he became one of the best in that series too so yeah dry he you know will always go down as the guy who could drive anything well yeah and, if he stayed and, if he stayed in indycar he would have won probably indy 500 he would have won multiple championships yep. Yep. I mean, it's the dude. Would, the dude would beat you in a shopping cart if yeah, we if you're exactly. if you're you know if you're racing in a parking lot. You know, Tony's just got um, you know motorsports ADD, and so he can't yeah. concentrate on something too long. And but the fact that he's he's done that and still been as successful as he has been says yeah. a lot about. I mean, obviously he's in the Hall of Fame, and yeah. I don't think any of us doubted that he would be. Well, and, the, and the, you know, him and Joe Gibbs going in together is really it's it's great on multiple levels. But you just said a great point that um, I wanted to also emphasize Tony Stewart and Joe Gibbs. Think of two guys who have given more to this sport than those two guys. And, and you know, Buddy Baker, you could even lump him in there, too, you know, with, right. with his with his work outside of racing. But Joe Gibbs. You know, he didn't have to get into NASCAR. No. He was a successful Super Bowl winning football coach. He didn't have, you know, he didn't have to do anything. Right. But uh, he built a he built a behemoth, and he, NASCAR is better because we have Joe Gibbs, well, and it's definitely better he built because we something have from nothing. Yeah. Like he's yeah. not somebody. Like okay, again, not to put anything against Tony Stewart, but Tony Stewart started a team by buying into a team that already existed and well, I'll be given, they weren't great given half of a team right, right. and then they weren't know, great the... but they had a lot of money behind them Gibbs started from nothing <laughs> yeah yeah and I read a great story about when Tony Stewart had to tell Joe Gibbs he was leaving in, <laughs> in 2008 and Joe was upset but Tony said to him Joe don't don't you understand this is my chance to become you right and you've taught me everything and he said, I'm getting half of this team and all I have to bring is my expertise and my people and, and we can succeed. And I want to do that. I want to be like you. So what a great, uh, you know, and, and to see that they, they still have that kinship, you know, even now is is pretty cool. Right. Yep. Very cool. Um, yep. Speaking of Hall of Fame, we get some new rules for next year. Um, changing things up, which I think we all predicted this was coming. We knew at some it, point and we figured it'd probably be soon. And so instead of nominating or instead of inducting five, we're going to induct three now. And I think the best part about this whole deal is the fact that they're switching it into into the categories. Yeah, um, for sure. And, and we have the wrong link in the show notes. Yeah, which I think, I'm like, why uh, is this not working? Yeah, we'll find it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jeez. That's what happens when we let James do the notes. <laughs> uh, I must have been and pasting one too many times. What I, was it? The Tony Stewart link? How many times did you put the Tony Stewart link in the show notes? No, it's the, it's the yeah, no, yeah, it's it's. <laughs> 
Yeah, we have the clash link in the uh in, yeah anyway anywho uh, so we're, we're going Got but the, basically the the gist of it is is we're going to from five inductees every year which was a lot from the beginning but we're going down to uh we're going down to three the new notes we're are in there except now they're crossed out um yeah down to three but so we, we split, split it up though where we have two of those will be um current or modern, modern, modern yeah. era, yep. modern era inductees, and one will be, uh, what's the, um, I just had it in my head. What is the term that they're using? Pioneer. Pioneer, yes, pioneers. Yes. So basically, they're going back sixty years. Anybody prior or anybody from sixty years back will be in the premier category or the the pioneer category. Everybody in front of that or to this end of it is in the modern era. And then I believe if you are on the modern air ballot for 10 years, you don't get inducted, then you move to the pioneer ballot, right? Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yep. Yes. So I love this because there's always been so much discussion over how many or how do you split the ballot? How do you do we we don't want all modern people in, but we don't want to go all, you know, history too. you have to have those modern names in here to keep people interested in it. I think this is a great breakdown. Um, One thing is, is who is the other? Um, who's the other modern day guy that gets in this year? Cause you know, Dale Jr.'s getting in. Yeah. This is going to make <laughs> it very interesting for Carl Edwards. Right. Cause Carl he's is up gonna, this year. Yeah. He's not going to get in right away. I don't think he I is. Th- he's going to have to wait a little bit. I'd have to look and see who all the modern people are that aren't in. Who would qualify? Yeah, yeah. Who are the modern era people who would qualify? Um, but you know what? Dang it. I like this because this is a hall of fame, not the right. hall of pretty good. Right. You know, and it should be hard to get in. Yeah, if we if we nominate five every year forever, we're gonna run out of drivers to nominate. We're, so. Yeah, we're gonna run out of crew chiefs and everything. So yeah. then this is good. I and I think you know the early years we were able to get in a couple of modified guys, some truck series and bush guys. Um, so we're we are we're good on that front. Yep. Now we are, uh, you know, now we're building our hall of fame. And, you know, think about how many players play like baseball and. Right. It's one or two guys get in the Hall of Fame every year in that sport. So um, I think three for NASCAR is perfect. I love the modern era and I love the pioneer aspect of it. So we don't forget about our past uh, while also, you know, we need some of our living legends as well in the modern era to, to come through, too. So yep. I think it's going to be a nice balance. Yeah, I think it's perfect. I think I think it's just another one of those decisions that NASCAR has made right over the past couple of years, which is awesome. Um, I don't, there's nothing to complain about here. I think it's, I think no. it's excellent. Um, again, yeah. it's going to be real interesting this year cause there's no way Dale jr. Doesn't get in on the first ballot. Yeah. Um, no way. If, if he doesn't, if Dale jr. Doesn't get in on the first ballot, then it's a travesty. Well, it is. I'm telling you, <laughs> it is. I know your standpoint, but it is the hall of fame, not the hall of it's best driver. There is either. So, but, and you know, and, and I'm going to argue that if we're going to put Dale Jr. in on the first ballot, regardless of what um, – this is just a great comparison. But regardless of what Denny Hamlin does from here on out in the rest of his career, uh-huh. that we need to consider Denny Hamlin a first ballot Hall of Famer. I, That's think, I think he is. Yeah, and I think so. I think he has a pretty dang good resume, championships or not. I mean, Mark Martin made it in too, you know. Yeah, so he's, the only thing that Denny a, has against him is if, you know, he just happens to, you know, hang it up at the end of this year surprisingly and goes in it up against Jimmy Johnson and maybe somebody else, you know. Right. Because Jimmy's Jimmy's going in on the first first ballot too. He better. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Jimmy Johnson's a lock. Jimmy's yep. Jimmy's got probably the best chance of anybody at going in at one hundred percent. 
he's a unanimous Hall of Famer. Yeah, no doubt. Definitely. No doubt about it. Especially with this new format. If we're going to be doing it this way, he needs to be. Yeah. I yeah. mean, we have three seven-time champions. He's yeah. going. In. And exactly. he could. I mean, theoretically, he has a chance for eight. So. Yeah. It's his his resume is not done. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, all right. Uh, iRacing gets a new title sponsor. Peak Antifreeze is gone for their iRacing series. It is now the NASCAR Coca-Cola. I, I don't know what the heck the actual name of it is. Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola iRacing series. There you yes. go. Um, the biggest news of this as a NASCAR 2003 fan is that iRacing is bringing back Coca-Cola Super Speedway <laughs> <laughs> out of the NASCAR 2003 um, vault. They're reconfiguring the track and they're going to bring it out for iRacing. And those of you who didn't play NASCAR 2003, this is a three mile, if I remember correctly, three mile, yeah. o- uh, like oval shaped, like egg shaped, high oval. bank, high, high bank, bank no restrictor, unrestricted. And it was damn near impossible to drive around it without wrecking. And the, the, the aerobatics that your car would do when you lost control on this track was just awesome. And uh, yeah, they the the promise was that if they could uh, if Coca Cola would step up and sponsor, um, that uh, that they'd do the track. And Coca Cola stepped up, and here we go. So yeah, I saw some. I actually got down the rabbit hole of the uh, of the Coca Cola Super Speedway uh, YouTube, <laughs> and it's pretty cool. I Look loved, it up. I Look absolutely up. loved playing that track, except I couldn't usually make it more than three laps without wrecking. We need uh, iRacing to get the t- uh, Turbion. Tiburon? Tiburon, Tiburon, I think. Yeah, from from EA Sports. Yeah. Remember, you would, it was basically like a big, bigger version of Talladega, and you drove backwards. Yeah. Yeah, we need that too. There's a I couple. Want... There's a couple pretty good uh, NASCAR 2003, NASCAR 2002, yeah, maybe EA NASCAR Sport 99 that... tracks that are. There's there's some good stuff there that uh, that we've got sitting in the uh, the old papyrus wings as well. So. Yeah, yeah, and there's probably some fan created stuff out there too. That's pretty good. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Shoot, yeah. I mean, I still have a CD of all of my NASCAR 2003 mods that I downloaded that I was afraid I would never find again when I reinstalled the game, and I've just never reinstalled the game. And right. now it's outdated, although I've still seen videos recently that there's some still some pretty cool stuff for it. But um, Yeah, people are, still ru- people are still running NASCAR 2003. Yeah. Still, still it, to this day. It will continue until iRacing gets their AI on everything, and then people will jump over to iRacing, and that... I think iRacing putting putting AI artificial intelligence and having computer cars race against you will be a huge step for them as far as the you know the the non-sim market. I think Yeah, I think you're getting your enjoyment out of your game. If you're going to be paying for this game and iRacing is a subscription model too, I think. Right. So, yeah, you should be able to get as much out of that as you possibly can. I would be more apt because I've not bought into I'm the waiting for you gaming. to yeah, I'm waiting for you to make the leap. It's going to eventually happen. Uh, I need a lot of expendable uh, income, and I, right now there's cameras and stuff that are on my radar. So, <laughs> nah, <laughs> I'm sure if I told my wife, hey, I'm going to buy a PC this year instead of taking a bunch of trips to NASCAR races, she'd probably be on board for it. Yeah, but, yeah. well, eventually the boys are going to get old enough and leave the house, and that's, that's going to be right in your wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah. I used to say that, you know, my argument for iRacing was that I can't afford to be a racer, an actual race car driver, and this is the closest I can get. We're saving money. Yep, exactly. <laughs> it's a lot cheaper than racing. That's how you got to approach these things, man. We're saving money. Yeah. Um, I added this in the show notes, James. So um, James Small was on uh, Sirius XM today. I don't remember what show he was on. I think it was might have been with Chocolate Myers. Um, and and uh, I don't know. Is it JR that's on with Chocolate Myers now? I don't know. I 
no idea. I haven't listened to Sirius in forever. Anyway, he was on James Small as Martin Truex Jr.'s new crew chief. And so he talked about the T-shirt that Cole Pern used to wear all the time. So the T-shirt's coming back this year, even though Cole's not there. James is going to continue it. So what he said happened was that Cole got tired of wearing polo shirts to the races. So he just put on a T-shirt and nobody said anything about it. And when he went over to to, to um, JGR, he just continued to do it. Nobody said anything. They've gotten away with it, so James is going to do the same thing. <laughs> I thought that nice. was great. <laughs> That's good. You know, Cole we've we've really we've all t- seen the T-shirt. We've commented about the T-shirt, but nobody's ever really asked what the, what's about what is what's going on with the T-shirt. I just thought it was something everybody knew, but apparently it's just a thing that they just did, and nobody called them out on it. It's like Bill Belichick wearing a hoodie. You know, yeah. that's kind of that's kind of the trademark thing. Yeah. Yep, I like uh, the fact I, that Cole was always. He just he just beat beat to his own drum. Yeah, that's what Greg Cole always was, and he left on his own terms too. So. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I like that James is going to do that this year. Um, be cool to see on uh, on pit road still. So with that, I think that's the news. I don't see anything new jumping out on the old Twitterverse. No, I think we're good, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's time to talk racing. So we have the Bush Clash this weekend, Sunday, right? Sunday, Sunday, I think Sunday. We qualify Saturday, right? Yeah, tra- cars are on track on Saturday. I think the race is Sunday. Yes. Yeah. yeah, we switched the race. The race went to the day daytime on Sunday. Daytime on Sunday. Yeah. I remember last year there was a lot of talk about how this race is completely pointless. And a lot oh, of people wanted to get rid of it. So we'll see what happens this year. But uh, I always liked it. It's a little preview to the season. It kind of leaves you wanting more. Um, unfortunately, we get 500 miles next weekend at, uh, at Daytona. We also get the ARCA race this weekend. ARCA series kicks off this weekend. Oh, God. Well. That's on Saturday. Um, I'm believe, I believe Haley's racing in the ARCA race, right? Cause she's running the full season of ARCA. Uh, yeah. And for... uh, Natalie Decker yeah. will be, so uh-huh. there'll be one wreck at least. Well, it's the ARCA, it's the ARCA series. <laughs> yeah. it, it is, it is a wreck. I will be biting my fingernails the whole thing as usual. Cause it's the only thing scarier than ARCA at Daytona is ARCA at Talladega. <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't know why they're even running on these big tracks anymore, but I understand. I understand why, but it's... Hey, I'd rather these guys learn it there than in the truck series. Although that's what Natalie Decker tried to do and it didn't work. Some, yeah. Well, she's not done. <laughs> Sorry, Natalie. If you're a listener, my bad. Sorry. Right. So we have 18 cars entered in the Bush clash, right? These are all entries. Not. Yeah, that's correct. All right. So let's run down the list of who we got in the Bush clash. Kurt Bush. These are in order by number, by the way. So the Bushes. Yeah. Kurt Bush, Brad Keselowski, Austin Dillon, Kevin Harvick, Ryan Newman, Chase Elliott, Eric Almarola, Denny Hamlin, Ryan Blaney, Clint Boyer, Kyle Bush, Martin Truex Jr., Eric Jones, Joey Logano, William Byron, Kyle Larson, Jimmy Johnson, and Alex Bowman. And Jimmy Johnson is the defending winner of this race, is he not? Or did he win the... He is right. That yeah, is correct. That's, that's where our... That, I don't know if we still have it on the soundboard. <laughs> uh, yeah, where is it? Jimmy does that a lot of these tracks. That one? Is that there the one? Oh, that's a year ago. Yeah. There you go. We can retire Paul Menard just like <laughs> the real Paul Menard. Yep. Um, <laughs> nice. Terrible. <laughs> so we get to pick who we who we think is going to win the old clash. Um, there's it's pretty much crapshoot. Um, I would argue that this race tells us nothing about what oh. we'll see on Sunday at the 500. Oh. Um, how many times did Dale Earnhardt win this race before he won Tony the 500? Stewart. Yep, yeah. Tony Stewart won this race a lot. So yeah. that's why I'm going to pick the driver I'm picking. But James, you're on the list first tonight. Even though you made the show notes, I'll let you pick first anyway. Who's that's your good. pick? We're not, doing, 
no dark horses no for dark the Bush horse. Clash. Yeah. We'll start our there's dark only 18 horse drivers. How can you have a dark horse? Yeah, yeah. And there's no drivers who I would consider a dark horse either. No. Um, who's going to win the Clash? Oh, man. Uh, Ryan Blaney. Ryan Blaney. That's a good Ryan one. Blaney. That's yeah, a good pick. he's been pretty good on the plate tracks. Not not considered plate tracks anymore, but he's been good. So here's why I, I kind of gave a hint is what I'm going with. So um, I'm going with somebody who I think there's, there's only one thing left for this guy to do, and that's win a Daytona 500. And I think it's going to be one of those things like Earnhardt, like, like Stewart, like Waltrip where it's going to be tough for him to get that race. But I think he's going to be able to come out here and win everything else on Daytona 500 week. And I'm going to say Kyle Busch comes out and wins the clash. The champ. And fails to win the 500 next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so Kyle Busch for me. Kyle Busch. All right. Yeah, I like. Uh, and I'm pulling that right out of my butt because I guarantee you guys, it's going to be a Chevrolet winning yeah. this thing this weekend. There you got the new body. Well, the Fords have shown their strength. It's a the Chev- Chevy's going to do it. So I, here's the other question I have for you. So we're qualifying this this weekend, right? We are qualifying this weekend. Yeah. So which Richard Childress car sits on the pole? <laughs> <laughs> I think a hydro car sit on the pole. They think seem so? to be. Yeah, they seem yeah. to nap quite a bit. Alex Bowman, Alex Bowman for the pole. Uh, I like I like Byron for the pole. I'm gonna go Jimmy Johnson for the pole. I'm honestly gonna go Jimmy Johnson for the pole. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Jimmy Johnson or Austin Dillon? Those are my picks. I, I don't trust Chase Elliott on the big tracks. I know I've said that before, but I just he he's a talented driver and he's very good. He's very good, but he has very poor decision making on the yeah, big track. I agree. So I just don't trust him. I just don't. I Sorry, agree. guys. Man, how how great would a Chase Elliott Daytona 500 win be? That would be nice. That'd be, be nice big. pop. Would be a nice pop for him. That'd be really big. That'd be, he'd be really. Good. He'd be really good on the media circuit. Yeah. So would Ryan like and Kyle Larson? I think would be good. Yeah. On the media. I guess some of the young, the young blood out in front of the uh, the ESPNs and the late night shows and stuff like that. Yeah, it'd be good. Um, so yeah, next week we'll uh, we'll preview the 500. We'll talk about who we think is going to win that thing, and then we're going to preview the whole rest of the season as well. Are we going to record during the duels like we did last year? Didn't I don't do want to. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather record Wednesday. I think that was the plan last year, and something went wrong, and we ended up doing it on Thursday. During Duel 2, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, That's how I'm, I'm would... certain that I didn't intentionally schedule during the duels. Remember when we used to work during the duels? Yes. And no. Random during the day? No, I never did that because I always took a long lunch or called in sick <laughs> <laughs> and stayed home and watched it. Now I got a TV in my office. I could watch it in the office, but. <laughs> yeah, the year Tony Stewart won the uh, 2011 championship, I may or may not have been working for you and streaming uh, <laughs> because it was a rain delay. They streamed it online and streaming Tony Stewart winning at Chicago land. That nice. may have, that may have happened. <laughs> I, I uh, well, I no longer work for you, sir. So yeah. I, the, the, the two things that I would, I would take long lunches for were Apple announcements and the duels. <laughs> so I'd stay home and watch I mean, them. I really miss the duels being midday. I don't know. Oh, I loved it. No nope. college and stuff. Oh, I loved it. No, nope. I like the nighttime thing. No, I skipped classes in college to watch them. Oh man, I yeah, I loved watching them. That was like, man, I was in my I was in my zone in college. What what those were good days. I had a big long gap in between classes and when I went to CMU and I lived about an hour and 20 minutes away from the campus. So, I remember I'd go to the library and hang out there. So, I'm like all prepared to go to the library and I'm going to find a way to stream the race. And this was back, you know, there wasn't much streaming at all. And, you know, 
anywhere other than at school, there was no good internet connection, but we had T1 lines at school. So I was all planning to watch it. So I get in the library, try and find a feed, do all kinds of searching. It's got to be streaming online, got to be streaming. No, it's not streaming. No way to find it anywhere. So I'm like, I looked at the clock and it's like, you know, if I left right now, I bet you I'd make it home before the green flag. I'll miss my last class, but it's the duels. <laughs> totally worth it. So I went home and skipped a class so I could watch the duels. Well, yeah, we've all done that. It's yep. okay. Exactly. So, um, yeah, so next week, Daytona 500, it's here, man. It's The season is here. Um, we'll be ready to roll, I guess. Um, crowned in a new champ at the end of the year yeah, already. Exactly. It's crazy. Um, shout outs for this week. I don't think I have any, but I might think of something while James does his. Uh, James, what's your shout out this week? Uh, my shout out is to all the hooligans who reached <laughs> out to us this week about the fantasy league. Um, <sighs> you, you SOBs will get what you want. <laughs> the fantasy league is back, but uh, a cat. No, well, there's not really any caveats. The only thing I'm doing differently is I'm going to make this sucker wide open. I'm not dealing with any passwords or any of that stuff. Nice. So, our league is, hold on just a moment. It's the space, super space speedway on NASCAR.com. Go search for it. Hop on in. If you were in the league last year, you are automatically already on the list. Nice. And if you give me any lip, I can click the remove button. I'm looking <laughs> at it right now. So Hurricane Ditka, Scoters, Justin713, Ranger, Runyon, and Freight Train are all automatically back. So if you guys want to keep on keeping on, you're already there. Just pick your team. Let's go. Nice. And then uh, if anybody else out there listening wants to join, come on out, man. Just search for us. And if you have, if you do have any issues, though, seriously, reach out to us on Twitter, and we'll we'll get you set up. Your best we'll bet you is probably there. reach out to James. Just reach <laughs> out to me. Yeah. Yeah. Eric has a life, and he's busy. <sighs> I have no life. Yeah. Right. Yeah, sure. I mean, I have a life, but I'll still respond. <laughs> so, you know, actually, I do have a shout out. I want to shout out the people. James has, I think, shouted these people out before, and I've never actually taken the time to go and read it. But I finally did the other day because I finally remembered, like, oh, I need to go check that out. So I want to shout out everybody who's left feedback on our podcast and Apple podcast. That's awesome yeah. that people yeah. have left feedback. Feedback. I did notice that the first five star review was James. Um, but well, yeah. I, I won't hold that against him. I did not leave a review. <laughs> so I, you know, I, I've thought about putting a one star on it, but, uh, but oh, I, that I, would hurt. That would hurt our ranks, man. We got to <laughs> get those. We need subscribe rate review. Yeah, definitely. Five stars. But yeah, I'm like surprised that there's people on there that I, I recognize a couple people, but I don't recognize all of them. So it's awesome. That yeah. There's some good reviews on there. Yeah. Thanks guys. I, I stumbled across that. Oh man, a while back, but still, it was cool in, in the moment to see people responding to us on uh, on Apple Podcasts. I thought that was awesome. So yes. that's a good one. Um, another shout out I'll give you guys real quick is you may see when the podcast when you guys get the podcast say which you've already seen it, um, or starting next week somewhere in this time frame you're going to see the cover art change. Um, we I updated the cover art today. I have not uploaded it, but I, my plan is to upload it with the podcast, and I think it will automatically fill in if I remember last year, but uh, Ryan Collier came last year to shoot the race in Michigan um, in August with me. And he got some awesome photos and the photo, one of the photos that he got shooting through turn one um, just so happens to have the, uh, the champ Kyle Bush leading the, leading the field. And uh, I believe Eric Almarola reckon in the background. 
And that is our cover out for this year. So big thanks to Ryan for getting that. And maybe we can get him back to Michigan this year and get him, uh, get us some new ones. So, um, I had one all picked out. Like I, when I went to Kentucky, I went up in the stands really early one day and got a bunch of pictures of the empty stands and all different angles. I even took one like square with square shutter. So, I could make sure that it was framed perfectly. That was my plan for it. And then I looked through Ryan's photos. It's like, God dang it. His is way better than mine. So I went that route. So new cover art courtesy of Ryan. All right. It is good. I do like it. It's, it's probably our best one yet. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, yeah. I, he had, there were so many fo- good photos to choose from. He's got a couple hundred photos that he sent me. Um, and there were, there were some that were really similar to last year's where um, where the cars are starting on the front stretch at Michigan and everything, but I wanted something with a little bit different angle so you guys could tell it was different, and this one's pretty cool. So if you haven't seen it, check it out, um, and it'll be populating your feeds over the next week or so uh, prior to the Daytona 500. Yeah. And with that, James, where can they find you on social media if they want to talk to you during the week? At James Cush on Twitter for all your fantasy NASCAR needs. There you go. <laughs> you can find me at T Super Speedway on Twitter with the season starting. I'll hopefully be tweeting a little bit more. Uh, on Facebook, you can find the podcast at facebook.com slash the super speedway. Our website is the superspeedway.com. You can find the podcast on there. Show notes, uh, links to all the articles we discussed, and uh, a few other extra little features, some coverage of races, photos, etc. Um, there will be that is not how you say it, et cetera, but anyway. Um <laughs> It's starting. The derailment is starting at the end, just like it always does. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, there'll be more coverage this year. Planning on going to a few races. So I'll, I'll give you my schedule. I think I went through this last week. So here's my schedule right now. This is the plan schedule for race coverage this year. My plan is to do Michigan in June, back to Chicagoland in July-ish, whenever the heck the race is. Actually, I think it moved this year. Anyway, whenever Chicagoland is, Chicagoland and then um, Michigan again in August, and then Bristol in uh, whenever it falls, the first race of the playoffs, the night race at Bristol. Those are the confirmed-ish dates. And then I'm going to try and squeeze Iowa in, one of the Iowa dates if possible, but that is going to be the first one that gets cut, which means it'll probably get cut. So that's my (laughs) plan right now. We'll see what happens. I originally wanted to do Pocono with the double header, but I don't really have a huge desire to go to Pocono. And I started thinking about the fact that every media member in the universe is going to be there that weekend. And I just rather avoid that crowd and go where uh, there's a few less people. So instead I chose Bristol for the night race. (laughs) That'll be a good one. Yeah, that will be good. So that's the plan right now. Again, things will change. Uh, We'll see what happens. Who knows if I can add another race or two, I will Um, vacation at the new job probably won't allow it, but we'll see what happens. You never know. Um, with that, you can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and SoundCloud. And if you guys want to become a part of the show, you want to help us out, help us get to the track a couple more times, maybe, uh, become a patron at patreon.com slash the super speedway. There's a few different tiers there that you can try out, um, become a part of the show in different ways, help us out. Um, I don't expect any of you guys to pick any of the high ones. They're just there in case you're crazy. Like Ben was earlier last year, um, and want to do that. But, uh, but any help we get, we appreciate it. And heck, even if you don't want to throw any money our way, just go to iTunes um, or Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. We'd love that. We appreciate everybody listening. It's always fun to see who stumbles across and uh, and starts following us. So uh, we appreciate everybody. Uh, James, did I miss anything? No, man. I think we covered it. We're we less are than, uh, less than we're, 45 we're, minutes into this thing. I feel like I need hey to man, stretch it out. 
the the preseason is done. Yeah. We are yeah we we got to get the bugs out right now. Yeah, we'll do this a short it. one this week because next week's going to be long. Again, we'll preview the season. Um, we'll run down our predictions. I think we'll probably use the same format we used last year. Maybe some of the same questions as last yeah, year. Yeah, fine. Maybe if there's a couple of fun new questions, maybe we can think of. We'll throw them in. But yeah, it seemed that that seemed to be pretty fun. I I really like revisiting it right yeah. before the playoffs. Too. I know. Me too. That was great last year. Yeah. Remember that year? What was the year you were giving me a hard time about Kevin Harvick and he ended up making the final four? Do you remember that? I don't. That was but... that was one of my fondest memories because he had a really bad year and all of a sudden he was he was at Homestead. And I was like, what? You remember that? It was that year he won Texas late in the season. Yeah. I think it was 2017. So that one didn't turn out so bad. But boy, I felt really terrible about that one for majority of the season i don't remember it but me giving you a hard time sounds legit so i'm gonna yeah I'm gonna... well that's what we do we each <laughs> give each other a hard time we'll make terrible predictions and half of them will be really bad and then the other half will be kind of bad yep exactly uh one other thing we get is this is well i guess this isn't the first time but it's the first daytona 500 weekend that we're going to get to see the new package at daytona so it'll be interesting to see as well of course we saw it last year in the uh in the 400 during the summer, but uh, a little bit different in the daytime and all that. So we'll see what that brings us as well. Yeah. With that, we'll take a short week this week. Next week, we'll be back for a nice long one to preview the season. And for the first time in a while, I, it, this is legit. When I say this, everybody let's head on out and let's go racing. Uh-huh.